Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The baseball game is over. It's time for the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show with Tim Allen on The Fan. It is a final in Cincinnati, the game and the winning streak, and it ends with a 6-3 loss. Uh, The Reds take game one of this three-game set. They're all big guys. Now just seven games remaining here in the 2020 campaign. Welcome, everybody. Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Tim Allen and uh, Austin, Texas tonight as the Brewers fall 6-3. The game, that score did not indicate what this game was throughout the bulk of this game. I uh, for for a good chunk of this game, I love games like this. I really do. I love the one nothings. I love the two to ones because every every pitch, every move that these managers make is just scrutinized all the way into the ground at times. And so that's uh, it. It seemed like a playoff game uh, for a good uh, seven innings or so. And you got to wonder about pitch selection. You do have to wonder about a number of things in this ball game. 6-3, the Brewers fall as, uh, again, they've got two left against the Reds. Craig Council was making reference to you know, they weren't necessarily going to uh, win eight straight games this week, Monday through Sunday with a doubleheader in there on Friday. I mean, I, you didn't expect them to win every one of those eight games. So this is one of the losses that you'll have. You got to come back. You got to bounce back and set yourself up uh, to take the series on Wednesday. But sometimes you just scratch your head with baseball games, with baseball strategies, and that's what makes uh, what we do here. You as a contributor to this radio show over the years, and me as, as sitting here talking Brewers baseball. That that's what we do. Is we wonder. We we a lot of times wonder. We a lot of times wonder. For example, uh, about Craig Council and and his handling of the offense. Now, again, he's not in the box. He's not out there trying to hit a a nasty slider on the outside. Now, I get that. There's little things that a manager can do to help. Sometimes they turn out to be big things. Is there an element of surprise at all to Craig uh, Craig Council-led offense? 
Is there ever, ever a surprise where your eyebrows raise, your eyes bug out, and you go, whoa, that's a great call. If there is, I don't remember it. I remember maybe, was there a squeeze once? (laughs) See my point? Never does he element of surprise anything with the offense. Nothing. I don't know how many take signs there are in baseball anymore. I can't get a good answer on that. I can't get a good answer on, uh, and I've asked over the years, guys, I have. I can't get an answer on, do you guys collectively just decide in one inning to attack a pitcher, ambush a pitcher? I can never get a straight answer on that. I can never get an answer on offensively in a given inning. Do you look at the pitch count for the opposition? And do you say, hey, let's work this guy a little bit. Let's get some deep, heavy uh, counts. I can't get an answer on that. I just wonder if there is anything in there. It seems like there are for the other team. It seems like we're surprised a lot against the other guy's offense. And what I'm referring to is second and third in the seventh inning, trying to bounce back and tie it up. Second and third with one out in Orlando, Arcia up. And granted, Arcia has been doing better. He's having a decent year. But it's almost like Craig Council sits back and just chills. I'll, I'll manage the pitchers. I got you there. And he does a masterful job doing that. But to sit back and just watch an offense, it's like watching a movie. You can't control it. You're in the theater. You can't even control the volume. You can't pause it. You can't do anything. You just sit back and watch a movie. Is Craig Council's offense, is he just sitting back watching a movie to see see how things shake out? Once in a while, you get a pinch runner. You certainly get some pinch hitters. You had one tonight. Uh, And then the lineup offensively, I mean, he's he's been actually putting out there a decent lineup. There's no doubt. It's about time. It's about time he did that. Um, I've been calling for Vogelbach at first base, Jerko at third, and Braun in the lineup every day. I've been calling for that for 10 days now. He finally got to it three or four days ago. That's true. But he got there. I'm not saying I'm smarter than him. Uh Uh-uh. But I'm saying from an offensive perspective, it just seems like he just watches a movie. Just see, let's see how this shakes out. Let's uh, Hopefully we get a three-run jack here and everything's fine. Bounce right back, take a 4-2 lead, late innings, Devin Williams, Josh Hader, then I got it. Wow, this is tough. Um, but, again, he on the pitching side of things, I think he's, he's one of the best in the business. That's why the DH has hurt uh, his asset and resource of being really good or the best at it. <clears throat> the, the, the DH has taken that away from him. But offensively, you you score one run into the ninth inning, you're not going to win too many baseball games. All right, if you want to comment on uh, that and any of the above, 414-799-1250. As uh, the Brewers and Brandon Woodruff get beat tonight 6-3 in game one of this three-game set. Uh, In the first inning, we'll go back to that. Brewers get some traffic. One-out base hit by Yelly. Brawny then with a uh, comebacker. Yelich moves over. Vogelbach then works a walk. Two on two out for Keston. Little dribbler in front of the plate. Uh, Ends that frame. You know, I followed every game uh, or every pitch of this game. 
Austin, I was telling you about that. It dawned on me in the ninth inning that I didn't even notice Keston Hero was even playing in this baseball game. <laughs> I mean, did you did you did he play? Right? He did play. Yeah, he dribbled out in the first inning, but he did play, right? Did you notice that too? I yeah, just, there wasn't much production from him tonight. No, no, there wasn't. And it's just insignificant. Sometimes that's going to happen. 0 for 4, by the way, for Keston uh, with three strikeouts. Woody, 1, 2, 3 in the bottom half. Couple of punch outs. Um, strikeout to Votto to end that inning. Falls behind 2 0. Then a fastball looking strike one. Change up looking strike two. And then he uh, fastball challenges him inside and gets a rollover. All right. That, see, now I love that sort of baseball. I love picking that sequence apart a little bit. There's another sequence we're going to pick apart in just a, just a tick here. Hold on. Uh, to the second inning, no score as we continue our recap. One, two, three for the Brewers on eight pitches in the second. Maybe that is one of those innings where they said, hey, let's attack Castillo. Maybe. I'm just saying I can't get a good answer on whether a team does that or not. Woodruff in big trouble in the bottom half of the second. A four-pitch walk to Suarez. I don't know what it is about Eugenio, but he can he can look really bad against other other teams, but so good against the Brewers. He is one of I'll tell you, he he um he is I won't say all time, because there's been some Brewer killers. David Freeze comes to mind. This is a big one. Andre Ethier had a run against the Brewers. I'll, I'll tell you, um, Alfonso Soriano was another one that comes to mind. But right now it's Eugenio Suarez. He's the newest Brewer killer. you got to be really careful with him, and, and he was. Woody was in that first inning, a four-pitch walk. However, then a first-pitch doubled to Moustakas. Now it's second and third with nobody out in the second inning for Jesse Winker. He's been a little bit of a Brewer killer as well. Winker then with a with with a rocket to Vogelbach. He got away with one there for the first out. Then a strikeout to Goodwin, and then he gets Galvis on a ground ball to get out of that. Wow! Second and third, nobody out, and Woody gets out of that thing. That was huge at that time. Stays scoreless to the bottom of the fourth. Woody into some trouble in that fourth inning with one out. Base hit to Suarez. There he is. Prior to that base hit, Woody had settled into seven consecutive hitters retired. Then a four-pitch walk to Moustakis. So it was the other way around this time, second time through against the Reds. And he faces Winker again, two on, this time with one out. Falls behind 3-0, and but comes back in the count, comes back in the inning. A double-play ground ball gets him out of that frame to the fifth. Scoreless game. Love these games. Brewers get on the board in the fifth inning. Yeah, and, and, you know, you thought for a second there that this might be enough. As it turns out, it wasn't, but we'll play the highlight anyway. One zip after the swing. And there's a drive hit back into deep left field, and the Brewers are on the board. A blast off the bat of Jed Jerko, and it's one to nothing. Uh, he has been... Very productive since he's been getting a lot of playing time tonight at third base. Big power for Jed Jerko. Yeah, that that is a uh, one swing of the bat and the Brewers lead in the fifth inning. Now, you didn't really think that that was going to hold up, right? I, at least I, I thought mm, maybe 
I mean, it, it'd be tough. Odds were against it. Um, so it's one zip to the bottom of the fifth inning after that solo shot. They did get another hit, Lando, with a base hit, but just that one run, bottom five, one to nothing. And uh, Woody, a scoreless fifth inning. All right, eight strikeouts through the five, just two hits, no runs into the sixth inning. Brewers, leadoff walk to Yelly. Brawny pops up a pitch. Middle, middle, what he was looking for. Man, that ball should have been scalded. Not much to complain about with Ryan Braun lately. Just missed it. Vogelbach then hits into a double play. One zip, bottom of the sixth inning. Woody coming back out. Reds take the lead. Here's how it happened. With one out, Castellanos with a double. He moves over on a wild pitch there. And that was, that. I mean, tying run at third base, less than one out. I wasn't feeling real comfortable right there. Infield comes in. Votto then with a ground ball to Keston Hira, drawn in infield, and he holds the runner, records the out for the second out. Here's where we get to Suarez here. He's played 87 games against the Milwaukee Brewers, and he's homered 19 times, hitting 260. He gets him 0-2. This, this drove me crazy. He's ahead of Suarez 0-2. And this, here's one of the problems. Hey, it, it's good against good. Don't get me wrong. It's Woody against one of the best in, in Suarez. So you want to use your strength, I understand that, but you also want to use your smarts. You're up on him 0-2. He goes change up on the outside. Suarez barely gets the bat on it to foul it. Okay, still 0-2. What do you do then? Up and in. Make sure it's up and in. And Suarez checks his swing and lays off. Now it's 1-2. Okay, what does is, what is Suarez want here? By the end of this at-bat, what, he's just begging. He's, he's like a kid at Christmas. Just give me, the, give me the toy I wanted. Give me that one thing I wanted. At the top of his Christmas list was a fastball. Just give me a fastball anywhere near the plate. Here's what I'd have done. I wouldn't have thrown him a strike the rest of the sequence. One, two. There would not have been a strike. Just a runner at third. There's two outs. I'm not letting that dude beat me. That's their strength. And he feeds him a fastball, 95, 96, thigh high, and he pays for it. That is the turning point in this baseball game. That entire sequence right there, that was mismanaged. I want to hear from Craig Council coming up in a bit on that, too, to see what kind of dealings were going on. Who called that pitch? I don't know if we'll get that. Who called it and who agreed on it, and we know who threw it. That was horrible. That was a horrible – He never, Suarez never should have received a strike again the rest of the A-B. And that wasn't just a miss. They were going to strike him out. He wanted it in, but it should have been like way up and in. Just waste the pitch. Let the dude get himself out. Then it would have been two consecutive change-ups blown away. Now, maybe they didn't go that route because Narvaez can't handle the ball in the dirt. Have we thought of this? By the way, incidentally, if you're keeping track at home, there is an advanced metric uh, that has catcher's ERA. Catcher's ERA. So what are the pitchers? What's the pitcher's earned run average when Omar Narvaez is behind the plate? It's 474 collectively. What's the catcher's ERA when Jacob Nottingham is behind the plate? 2.3. So you tell me. 
oh, it's a right-handed Luis Castillo on the hill. So I'm going to throw Narvaez solely because he's a left-handed hitter. And he hits a buck 69 off righties. A buck 69 off righties. Oh, sorry. I'm giving him too too much credit. It's a buck 65. Sorry. I just yeah, like that number. You can't give him more credit than he, than he earned. Well, I like that number more than the 65. But anyway, it's 165 against righties. I mean, Nottingham isn't much better. In fact, he's about 10 points worse against righties. But at least Nottingham has shown some sort of clutch in him. Hasn't he this year? Anyway, I digress a little bit. That sequence to Suarez, the turning point in this baseball game with Great Lakes Dragway, the legendary Great Lakes Dragway, still open. Uh, check out the track rental and event information at greatlakesdragway.com. So it's 2-1 to one after that uh, swing by Eugenio Suarez. Woody's day is done on that 100th pitch right there, left the yard at Great American Ballpark. Four hits, a couple of runs, nine strikeouts, a pair of walks. Alex Claudio gets out of that inning, and we move to the seventh. Brewers with traffic in the seventh inning. Here we go. One-out walk to Jed Jerko. Jace Peterson then with a double. I'm telling you, I like that kid. I do. I like him a lot. It turns out that he had a double and a two-run home run in this game. He might just be your Chevy MVB. In fact, he is the Chevy MVB of the ball game. Uh, brought to you by Chevy, the new 2020 Chevy Silverado. Check it out at your local Chevy dealers or at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. So they get second and third, trying to answer back with just one out in that sixth inning. Orlando, I'm sorry, in the seventh inning. Orlando Arcia up. Here we go. No element of surprise ever with Craig Council's offense. Never do you see a... Uh, a squeeze play right there. Ever. How, uh, heaven forbid, Tim, you would even recommend or suggest or even talk about why you would squeeze right there. Well, my answer would be because your offense has pretty much sucked all year. I mean, I sometimes I would feel better at uh, squeezing a run in than just letting a guy hit away. Well, Tim, there's only one out. And just a fly ball or a, a weak ground ball to the right side gets him in. Well, you see what happens. That's Luis Castillo out there. And Orlando does have good splits against Castillo. Don't get me wrong. He's 11, I believe at one point, 11 for 27. I, I think it was heading into that at bat. But they go to Amir Garrett after the strikeout to uh, Orlando Arcia. Tyrone Taylor summoned, summoned from the bench. Is there any clutch in this kid? Not as much clutch as Jacob Nottingham. If it were me, Tyrone Taylor would have been pinch running for Jed Jerko. And maybe he scores on the Jace Peterson double. Then Taylor goes to right, and Jace Peterson comes in to play third. Just my thoughts on it. Again, ground out ends that seventh inning, and, and that's pretty much. The uh, Reds unload their uh, their bullpen, their two dynamos back there, Iglesias and Garrett, and they held the Brewers in check until the ninth inning when those two guys were out. Jace Peterson with that two-run home run. we got to hear that two-run job by Jace. The 2-2. Peterson, a long drive, deep right field, and no doubter for Jace Peterson. And it's a 6-2 to two ball game. Make it 6-3, to three, a two-run shot off the bat of Jace Peterson. Yeah, good for him. Boy, he put a charge into that. Goodness. 
Yeah, I like Jace Peterson. I really do, and I hope they retain that guy. I, I think he's a, he's a great bench player. I I do. I he works a walk. He's got a little pop here and there. He's got some contact in him. He's just a sort of a baseball rat kind of guy. All right, so no element of surprise for uh, Craig Council's offense. I love the way he handles the pitchers. How about the offense? If you want to comment on that, 414-799-1250. Brewers fall tonight, game one of this three-game set, 6-3 the final. They fall one game back of Cincinnati uh, for, well, a, a, a shot at second place. Uh, let's check the wild card standings in just a little bit. We'll let some of these other games get final. But uh, just every 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 win is going to be bigger. Every loss is going to be huge. We all understand that. Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Craig Council coming up. Brewers fall tonight, 6-3. We'll be back on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to dive into the box score for today's game on The Fan. Brought to you by the Laborers International Union Local 113. Feel the power. On the web at liuna113.org. Yeah, these losses, uh, you're going to take them tough here as the Brewers try to get into the playoffs here. Just seven games remaining and... I will say this: you you go five and two in your your remaining seven. I feel pretty confident that will get you into a postseason. That will punch your ticket. Now that's going to be tough. Two left against the Reds here, five against the Cardinals. But you would think, and just something to keep in the Brewers' uh, back pocket here. Cardinals have played a lot of baseball games. I mean, a ton in a short amount of time. And I just wonder if at some point that's going to take its toll just a little bit. Maybe a little. Maybe it's wishful thinking. Uh, But the Brewers do fall here in game one, 6-3, the final. As uh, Brandon Woodruff, I I guess, deserved a better fate. I mean, that's probably the best uh, that that I could put it. They were talking uh, on the game calls, both TV and radio, that Woody was just outstanding. And, you know, he's been... He's been he's been good and he was good tonight. Don't get me wrong. The numbers bear that out. 5 and 2 thirds, two run ball. Um, you know, just one out shy if you keep track of a quality start. Uh, but I didn't think personally that Woody had it all going tonight. But that's how good he is. So my bar is a little bit higher. And I'm not saying it's a horrible outing. It's, it's certainly not. And he deserved a better fate. Put some offense behind this dude. I mean, every time Woodruff makes just a, a mistake here and there, boy, the Brewers pay for it. A two and five mark now for Woodruff. And he's been it's a three forty three earned run average, guys. And you keep putting these hair splitting situations into Brandon Woodruff's game here. Of course, once he's it's gonna make him look a little bit worse than he really is. He had some traffic on the base pass. He did. And he had some deep counts. 100 pitches through the five and two-thirds. That's too many pitches. I mean, that's where I'm saying he didn't have his lights-out stuff going. Although nine strikeouts, that's, that's, that's pretty damn good through, uh, you know, 15, 17 outs. Nine of the 17 outs recorded strikeouts. Brewers fall 6-3. 
Now, they're a game back of Cincinnati now, and we'll see what uh, the Cardinals did against the Kansas City Royals, see if the Royals can snap their losing streak with a victory. And then we'll check the Phillies and a couple of other teams right in the mix for that wild card. This is just getting good, guys, every night. And that's why a sequence to Eugenio Suarez is so important here. And it wouldn't be that big of a deal if the Brewers put up a couple, a couple of uh, crooked numbers. They get a one-run uh, early shot from, well, mid, mid-game mid shot from uh, Jed Jerko, and then a uh, two-run shot from Jace Peterson in garbage time. And then that's where the, the game really faltered there. Just not a lot of offense throughout this game. Castillo has been pitching well as of late, too. He had a, a rough go through about half this season. We'll check out the numbers going inside the box with Labor's International Union Local 113, Avasail Garcia. Goes 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. Does anybody have any clutch in this team except Ryan Braun? Does anybody have some? Avasail Garcia. When was the last time he, he did something like a big, like a big offensive moment? See, you see how agitated I am in a pennant race baseball game? I mean, somebody just got to step up with a couple of big hits here and there throughout this offense. You're given opportunity after opportunity. You're getting on base. Hell, just looking at this thing, Jace Peterson, for example, his on base is 390. I mean, these guys are getting on base, but who's going to come up clutch a little bit beside Ryan Braun? He can't do it every night. Not happening every night. All right, uh, Christian Yelich in the ball game tonight. He goes one for two with a couple of walks, so he's setting the table. Ryan Braun just a straight-up 0 for, 0 for 4. All balls in play, however. Vogelbach, one for three, one run scored with a walk. He just keeps keeping on, hitting uh, around 400 in 11 games in a Brewers uniform. That is a great pickup by GM David Stearns. Speaking of which, Stearns on the Wendy's Big Show tomorrow afternoon. Definitely check that out. Keston Hira. Oh, did he play tonight? Yeah, I guess he did. He's in the box score here. 0 for 3 with 3 Ks. Uh, how about Jed Jerko? 1 for 3, a run scored. One walk. Knocked in that run, obviously, with the solo shot. Jace Peterson, 2 for 4, a run scored. Two RBIs. Orlando Arcia, 1 for 3. Narvaez goes 0 for 2. Eric Sogard, 0 for 1. Same for Tyrone Taylor off the bench. Pitching lines tonight, Woody. Five and two-thirds, four hits, a couple of runs both earned, a pair of walks, and nine strikeouts. 100 pitches, 343 the ERA as it stands right now. Alex Claudio, one and a third, holds it right there. No hits, no runs, no walks, and a strikeout. Drew Rasmussen, my boy, got beat up tonight. Two-thirds of an inning, three hits, four runs, all earned. A walk to boot, two strikeouts, two home runs given up. Ouch. And then Justin Topa, the one-third there, gave up a hit and no runs, nothing else. Reds get six runs on eight hits without an error. The Brewers just three runs, six hits, uh, no errors. The win goes to Castillo. He is now four and five. The loss to Woody now two and five. I mean, two and five for Woodruff. Brewers overall. 26 and 27 they trail the uh, reds by just a game for for third place in essence and uh, we'll find out what the cardinals did in just a bit we're going to hear from manager craig council coming up we'll hear from uh, jace peterson if we've got some time we'll get to brandon woodruff as well again he deserved a better fate 
Uh, give them some offense, and and they come through here. 414-799-1250 if you want to jump in here. Uh, you're listening to the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Craig Council, he is next. Brewers fall 6-3. We'll be back on the fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on the fan. Yeah, Brewers fall in game one of this three-game set. You're not going to win them all. The four-game losing streak comes to a stop here, and and the game was a lot closer than the 6-3 final. I will say that. Uh, But, uh, you know, I wonder wonder at times uh, if – Given the situation that that it's Woody and it's it's Burns, they're your one-two punch for sure. If if indeed the confidence level is there, going Brett Anderson on the hill tomorrow and Adrian Hauser on Wednesday. I mean, and that's Bauer against Hauser on Wednesday. So that's tough. I mean, you talk about you know holding holding serve. Adrian Hauser's got really no no margin of error in that game because it's going to be tough to score against against Bauer. They did get to him earlier this year a little bit, but that's rare. So you have to assume that uh, you know it's going to be a tough road to hoe getting runs on Wednesday. And I just wonder if, if you slide Corbin Burns up a little bit and if, uh, if that's a possibility. I can say that uh, if he it goes on three days rest, it will be Wednesday would be, you know, three days rest, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Then are you tempted to do it again? And then if that does get you in, he certainly would probably not be ready for the first couple of games of a series. I wonder if that was sort of mishandled a little bit a few, I don't know, a week ago or so, eight days, nine days, when, when you had the off days to kind of square things up a little bit more? I just wonder. I'd have to go back and study that. You know who is an aficionado on that stuff is Adam McKelvey. He keeps an eye on days rest and days off, and could you could you skip a guy in the rotation? Uh, could, you, could you extend a, an additional starter to put you back on track, et cetera? He's really good at that. Maybe I'll get in touch with him and ask him about that. But uh, Brewers fall in this one. Let's hear from Craig Council. Topics of conversation certainly going to be the offense again, but additionally, Brandon Woodruff in his performance. Here's Counts. Craig, that one quickly settled into a pitching duel between Woody and Castillo, which I guess is what you could predict with two really good pitchers. And Woody did such a great job of getting out of some early jams, too, to keep you guys in it, didn't he? Yeah, he made some huge pitches to get out of a jam in the second. Um, you know, that was uh, that was awesome. And then he got the big double play ball um, later when he came back around um, to the middle of the lineup again. So, um, yeah, he, he had made some huge pitches up to that. He just, you know, he just missed a little bit on the, on the pitch to Suarez. Craig, do you feel like at times for him the margin has been really small? He's he's not pitched poorly, but you're not winning his starts like you did last season. Well, that's I mean, he's pitching well. I mean, that's uh, there's no don't mistake that he's pitching well. I mean, we we scored you know one run in the first eight innings, so that that's there, there's other things that are involved in, in winning the game. But Woody's pitching well. Um, 
you know, there's, there hasn't, there's been some starts where it hasn't been easy for him, but he's, he's pitching well. Um, absolutely. So, you know, if we're not winning his starts, it's just because we're not scoring enough runs, but he, he's, he's doing his job. Was it execution tonight that was Drew Rasmussen's issue, just the Reds getting some mistakes off of him? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the – I would say that, the, uh, you know, the walks are, are, the, are the thing that's probably – we've got to just limit those. We talked about that before the game. you got to limit walks on a team like this. And so the walk – you know, I mean, Votto's a dangerous hitter and, and you got to be careful, but at the same time, and, he, and he's, he obviously is very good at drawing walks, but, um, you know, that just, it kind of moves the, moves the line and, and keeps guys coming up. So, um, yeah, he just, he made some mistakes and uh, most made him pay tonight. You've been playing so well up to this point these last few days just what did you sense about how the team kind of reacted to this one in terms of obviously you still have several games left against the teams you're chasing i mean tonight was a good baseball game i mean we I, we played we played well uh we faced a really good pitcher castillo was completely on top of his game um we got a big homer to get a lead we you know we i thought we didn't have many opportunities but frankly he pitched like you wouldn't get many opportunities against them. So I, I don't, we, we created another opportunity in the, in the seventh. Um, and, and it just, you know, we had, I, I liked Darcy up there. He's been really good against uh, Castillo. He and put the, he's put the ball in play against them a lot. And, you know, Castillo just made some good pitches. So I don't, we, we played a good game tonight. The, the eighth inning didn't go well, but um, it was a, it was a good fought, hard fought game. It was, it was two good pitchers on the mound at, they added some late runs that uh, made a difference, but um, not, nothing wrong with the way we played tonight. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time for the current electric spark of the game during today's game on the fan. Go to callcurrent.com for your superhero electricians. Yeah, you would like to say the eighth inning sort of cost them the game, and I, I don't know about that. Although Rasmussen did give up four runs, I understand that, a couple of home runs in that performance. But, you know, they, there was still an arm or two, Bradley and, and, you know, one of their other guys out there. Although they went through Iglesias and, and Garrett, they still did have a couple of decent arms in the back end of that bullpen, which the Brewers would have seen in the ninth inning. So, I mean, to say that, uh, you know, you did score two runs, you should have won three to two, I don't know if that's necessarily fair. Uh, spark of the game with Current Electric, your electrician superheroes at callcurrent.com. Uh, Jace Peterson, I like the way this kid plays. I do, and I think he needs to be in the lineup every every day with the quad injury to uh, Ben Gamble. I think you're going to have to go with Jace Peterson. You want to go with Tyrone Taylor? And I like his future, I do. But, boy, he's, he's not been good with the bat as of late. And it's it's just one out after another with him. So, Chase Peterson's going to have to go. Righty, lefty, it doesn't matter. Counts, go with your guys. And for the most part, he's been doing that. I think Narvaez would be the one question mark I would have. I mean, uh, maybe give give Nottingham a nod for, you know, the next three games and just see what happens, uh, not only – with regards to the pitchers, but with regards to the offense as well. And he, he has made a difference. That grand slam he hit a few games ago, it's a turning point and a, a huge win and a huge win. So 
I mean, you never know. The subtle moves could could make the difference. But loving this lineup thus far, and and it's been somewhat consistent. And how about this, Ryan Braun in another consecutive game? Austin, can you come count up how many uh, consecutive starts this is for Braun now? I want to say it's five because it was, I believe, game two against the Reds, all three of the Royals, and then this one against um, a game, the final game of the Cardinals series, all three of the Royals, and then this one against the Reds. So I'm pretty sure it's five consecutive starts, but we'll double-check that because – yeah, now now you've got uh, the potential for offense. Vogelbach's been dynamite. Yelich is still, you know, hey, he's a presence in the lineup, if nothing else. He has been getting on base. He went one for two with a couple of walks tonight. That moves the line. Speaking of walks, you know, he got on Rasmussen a little bit. Craig Council there on, on Rasmussen. He had one walk. Woody, again, keeps the line moving with a four-pitch walk to Suarez his first time up. And then a four-pitch walk after a base hit to Suarez their second time through. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, Woody, Woody is not innocent. So it's four straight games? Yep, four so straight. All, all three of the Royals and then this one here? Yep, that's correct. It says he wasn't in the lineup on Wednesday against the Cardinals. Wasn't that a doubleheader in which he started game two? Remember, I went crazy about it. He didn't start game one, but he could start game two, two and a half hours later. Yeah, it was supposed to be, but uh, Brewers.com is only giving me one game on Wednesday, and it's saying the doubleheader was on Tuesday, so something's got to be a little no, off there. No, 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 that's wrong. That's It's five consecutive starts for Brawny. Wednesday, game two of that doubleheader. The doubleheaders were Monday and Wednesday. And so it's game two of the doubleheader on Wednesday. Um, I believe that was it, right? Yeah, I think the last one he didn't start was game one of the doubleheader on Wednesday. On on Wednesday, yeah. So, well, regardless, Ryan Braun's been in this lineup consistently, finally. And it didn't look like he had any ill effects of this. It didn't, it didn't appear that way. So... We'll see what happens. Uh, we're going to hear from Jace Peterson. Want to get to a Brandon Woodruff up next, though, as we go inside the clubhouse. Brewers do fall tonight. Just seven games remain. They do snap their four-game winning streak. And, again, you're not going to win them all. I'm not going to freak out too much over this. Your, your offense didn't score, uh, as, as Craig Council just said right there. One run through the first eight innings of a baseball game, you're you're going to probably lose nine of every ten of those games. So, not going to lose my mind too much on this because the offense, the offensive lineup was appropriate and it's it's the right way to go. And Council is putting his guys in positions to succeed here offensively. Uh, now, on the uh, in terms of an element of surprise, that that doesn't shock me either, but. Boy, what a time it would have been in the seventh inning after you gave up the two-run shot to Suarez in the sixth. You set the table with second and third and just one out. What an element of surprise it would have been to just lay lay one down for Orlando Arcia. Get the game tied. Heck, maybe they throw it away. You force those guys to make a play. Even if he's thrown out at the plate, you still have another shot with two on. Who knows what could happen? Never know. It changes may may have changed the whole dynamic of that game. But uh, yeah, Woody is up next here. Interested in hearing what he has to say. Council said he pitched really good and has been pitching good, and I for the most part agree with that. You know, five and two thirds, a two run ball. 
How do you complain? You can't complain about that. You really can't. Woodruff next here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to go inside the clubhouse to hear what the players are saying after today's game on The Fan. It's brought to you by Windows Select. Right now, buy one and get one free. Plus, no payments until 2021. Call Windows Select today at 262-703-3500. Brewers fall game one of this three-game set. Now just seven games remain here in the 2020 championship season. Tim Allen, Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. Austin, Texas is here. Can I still say that? Is it okay to say that? Usually uh, it kind of phases itself out after, you know, six or seven weeks of the season. Yeah, I don't know, man. That one's kind of starting to fade a little bit. (laughs) Hold on now. I mean, you can still hang on to hope. If you get in, anything can happen. Okay, there you go. See, now you're starting to. A little bit of an optimist there. Yes, now you're starting just little sunshine and nice cute little puppy dogs and rainbows and yeah, I definitely um, wouldn't be putting money on it. It's okay, fair enough, and and that's when 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 the rubber hits the road is is when we want to lay some money on it, and that's when it's like, uh, no, let's just see how it shakes out. Um, I just want them in. I want them in the playoffs and just get in. And I'm not saying they're going to get on some magical run or anything like that. Actually, they're starting to play better baseball. They really are. You could say that. You know, it's been been the Royals, okay, for three. Who cares at this point? Uh, they did have, have an 11-game homestand uh, that they went 7-4 and four on uh, after uh, yesterday's victory. I mean, they have been playing better baseball. Now today, that's the hair-splitting, kind of nip-and-tuck, one-zip game, scoreless through five, and, you know, one swing of the bat and one mistake and all of those things. That's the type of baseball I love, and that's the type of baseball that September brings, and that's the type of baseball that Craig Council has brought in 17, 18, 19, and 20. Four years of September games being, well, being relevant and being big. All of them. Tomorrow. Huge, 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 huge. Uh, But I do have a few concerns with uh, Craig Council, and so does this young man. Dave, Northwest Side. What you, what you got on the Count's bandwagon tonight? Well, I'm not going to beat him up too bad. Here's my issue today, and it you know it has nothing to do with the loss. just has to do with something that you said that kind of bothers me. You know, the Brewers have had an outfielder on their team for the last two seasons that has not gotten a fair shake. Anytime they've gotten a new Tom, Dick, and Harry, i.e. Trent Grisham, and now Jace Peterson, they're thrown into the lineup immediately. Everybody was raving about how Ben Gamble was playing uh, going into the start of the season. He started off slow. He was at a buck 25. He got his batting average up to about 234. So with Jed Jerko going into last week, he was one of the two hottest hitters on the team. They get no hit, and then he sees three at-bats until Brown gets, Braun gets hurt. And he hasn't seen time since. Yes, I understand he's hurt, but it's like they're always looking for somebody else 
when they got this guy that can play center field and instead of putting your right fielder in center field, put him in center field and be done with it. <laughs> no, I, really I agree with that. Given this guy a chance. And I, I think personally for the guy's career, the Brewers need to trade him because they're just screwing him up. And I wish, you know, they would, they would come to the realization that, Hey, this guy may look like a pro wrestler, like, uh, uh, what's his name that, that backs up uh, uh, Seth Rollins. But the bottom line is he can play. I mean, think about this. Last year they put Trent Grisham in the championship game against a left-handed hitter pitcher, and he had a uh, – uh, Gamble had a 300 batting average against left-handed pitching. And and uh, Grisham had dropped 80 points in the last six weeks of the season. That's why is why is this guy not playing? And yes, I understand that he's hurt, but yeah. why is he not playing? I think it's they like, like him. Plays it, one game and he sits for three. I agree with you on why Garcia in center. You just handed him the car keys and he's not a center fielder. Yet Ben Gamble is a far superior center fielder than Garcia is. I'll, I will tell you that defensively he is. He is, and I think most people would agree with that. But why that number one? Number two, I, I can only answer it this way, and that is they need or they want Ben Gamble. They've typecasted him into one role, and that is a fourth or fifth outfielder, and they are not going to budge from that. It's pretty clear to see they're not budging from that. Well, I think they're making a mistake. I mean, you know, you had an outfield of Braun, Gamble, Yelich, and uh, Garcia. Sounded like a pretty good rotation to me. It it did, yeah, and it it does. And for a while there, it was working a little bit when Gamble was getting hot. But again, you know, the he cools off and then he goes away for a while. I ju- I can just answer it that way that they just have their future set on Ben Gamble being a fourth or fifth outfielder. And and you know, Gamble is a streaky guy anyway. He he definitely is. Let me ask you this though, in terms of offense, I don't know if you caught the start of the show. Where is now, here's where I might agree with you on the Craig Council thing, Dave. Can you remember any element of surprise offensively from a Craig Council offense, like a squeeze play, a hit and run in a big moment? Uh, you know, uh, uh, maybe once in a while they did the uh, steal and stop, if you know what that is, uh, first and third, yeah, and the guy, yeah, guy takes off for second, that's, stops. That's a high school play, but, yeah, I, I, I know it. It is, and they did that quite a bit a few years ago. But where tonight would have been perfect in the seventh inning, second and third with Lando at the plate. He said, Council said he liked that, and the numbers did look good against Castillo. And regardless of how good someone's numbers look on the splits, you still are probably seven times going to make an out in that situation. So I think the element of surprise right there, he refuses to do that. It's like sitting back and watching a movie for Counts. It's, it's almost like, you know, I saw a hit and run the other day. I wondered I, about that. Was that a I, hit and run, or was that just a steal and he happened to swing on it? I'm not sure. Well, let's just let's just be generous, but I would be willing to bet that they did it on their own. I think it was a steal, <laughs> and he hit it. But here's my thing. You know, you get runners on first and second with no outs, unless you got your big boppers up. To me, that's an automatic bunt. Yep, I you agree. You get two runners in scoring position, and you got two guys to knock in at least one, if not both, runs. So, yeah, there are times – that's the only time I'd like a bunt or possibly a squeeze play. And when have we seen that last? 
Oh my goodness, I can't remember. I'm going to have to go back and check my notes. Well, I keep notes on every game. Who was the manager game. that we had that used to do that all the time? And it Renneke. All the Ron, time. Ron yeah, Renneke did it, yeah. yeah. And I hated him, too. So, <laughs> you know, I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah. When was the last time the Brewers had a manager that was either a pitcher or a pitching coach? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I can't pitcher. think any farther. I think all the way back to Bamberger, and look at how good we were then. I would just like to see that coach. once. If if yeah. we end up, you know, what when when it's time for council to actually go up to the front office, I would like them to consider somebody who actually has some mound time. Yeah, and he's going to end up up there. You know that at the end of this. Well, run I'm hoping council. it's sooner than later. <laughs> okay, Dave. All you right. know me. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, Tim. yeah, take it easy. Love talking to that dude. I do. I really do. I mean, that, and that's the great thing, as we we discussed uh, about an hour ago or so, that it's the de- de- great debate of baseball. I love walking through a sequence of getting you know, with two outs, um, runner at third in the sixth inning. I love talking about that to Eugenio Suarez, two of the best. It's Woody, it's Suarez. What you got? Mano a mano. You go up uh, in the count. Woodruff does 0 oh, and 2. Then what do you do? You throw your change up. Change up, low and away, barely gets a piece of it, keeps it 0-2. Then you go up and in, way out of the zone, 1-2. You wasted a pitch there, but you went way up and way in. Now 1-2, what does Suarez wants? Well, Suarez wants a uh, fastball right there. And what do you do? You serve it to him on a platter. No way should he have been given a strike in the rest of that sequence. Once you got up 0-2 on him, once he fouled that ball off a little bit, it meant that he wants to hit. He wants to homer right there. That's what he that's a, he wanted that more than anything in life at that point. Don't give it to him. Give him a walk. The best you're going to do Suarez against me, you're walking. Cuz I know you're a strength against this team for sure against the Brewers. You're a strength in general in baseball. I'm not doing it for you. You can do it to yourself. You can get yourself out. But a 1-2 fastball in the zone, ball should have been nowhere near the plate. And again, now we'll go another layer in. Just peel that onion back. Maybe they didn't want to go with the breaking stuff because Narvaez was back there and the runner was at third base that tying run. That's a possibility also. And there's some liability concerns defensively with Narvaez. All right, I love, I love talking to Dave. I love, love talking to you guys about that sort of thing. Element of surprise, it wasn't there. All right, Woody, uh, five and two-thirds, four hits, and a couple of runs on that swing from Eugenio Suarez. Here's the Brewers' right-hander after the game. Brandon, that, uh, that Votto at bat right before the Suarez at bat, uh, and you're getting up towards 100 pitches, just where was, the, the, where was your tank at that point as you're pitching to Suarez? Um. I felt like I was pretty good. I felt when I, when I got that second out with the runner on third, I thought um, that was the time. Like I I, I felt good, um, and I got ahead early. O two, I had him right where I wanted him. Um, and I've gone over this in my head a few times about um, how he was able to get such a such a good swing off on that pitch, and, um, and I went back and watched it and. I didn't. It didn't get it qu- quite in or up as as I would like, but um, I was. I didn't think it was a bad pitch selection. He just did a good job. He's a good hitter, and um, 
that's what they uh, that's what big leaguers do, man. They hit they hit mistakes. Um, if you don't if you don't make them in the right you know right pitches in the right time, but you know earlier in the game I was able to make some big pitches to to get out of some jams. So um, yeah, he just he he got to a good pitch, and um, you know you just credit you just he's a good major league hitter. But I felt good. <laughs> that answers your question. Woody, you were you were having success with the fastball with the yeah. strikeouts and you threw I think 70 of them tonight. Yeah. Again, was that part of the game plan to to attack them with the fastballs like that or was that just uh, a reflection of how good the pitch was for you tonight? Um, you know, we talked about that a little bit before this outing. I know last time I threw a ton against them, I think I threw 90 pitches and somewhere along those lines of that many fastballs. Um that wasn't necessarily the plan. I knew I was going to have to use my all speed more, um, you know, especially early in the counts. And um, I think I did enough of that to, to get them off the fastball. But again, like the, um, I just, I, I rely, I, I think it's so good that when I put it where I want to, there's, I don't think anybody on this planet can hit it. So uh, that's just the way I go about it. And um and then, like you see, the the home run just kind of caught more plate than I wanted to. Um, but I, I think uh, I had a pretty solid plan. I think it's just I'm not necessarily going in thinking I'm going to throw 70 out of the 100, you know, pitches fastballs. I think it's just one of those things where I'm trying to read swings and read read the situation of the game, and and um, that's kind of how I go about it. Yeah. Woody, when you're locked in a game with uh, Castillo like that, you you know that there's yeah. just a little margin for error, don't you? I mean, one pitch and, you know, you just knock yeah. too many runs in that game. Yeah, um, especially their whole pitching staff. They're uh, they're really good. So, um, I think anytime you come in against them, uh, runs are going to be hard to come by. So, uh, my main focus tonight was just go out there and, and try to, you know, go pitch by pitch. And even when I got in those jams, I, I just – didn't panic. I didn't feel like I was, my back was against the wall. I just knew that if I could just make a, you know, pitch here or there, I could, I could um, work through that. So, but anytime you go up against him and I've thrown against him a lot here the past couple of years, and it seems like there's always uh, some, some good games, but um, yeah, he, he threw the ball really well tonight and, you know, you got to give him a lot of credit. Brand, sometimes I know you guys don't even, realize what the team's record is because you're so day-to-day yeah but a bunch of times this year you guys have been at right at 500 with a chance to go over has it felt like a wall like trying to get just over that hump um like you said i honestly i I just know where we're kind of we're chasing these two teams st louis and and cincinnati and honestly i haven't really looked at the record um we know that we're pretty much neck and neck and we know we need to win these games um so I think, like you said, I, I I don't really look at the record. Um, I think that's kind of just out the window at this point. I think we know that we, with these next game, few games coming up, we have to win them. So um, I think you just knock the record out and you just try to go out there and play some good baseball and, and win some games. But, um, yeah, I haven't really paid too much attention to, you know, 500 or, what you know, for getting above that or not. Woody, Woody, how daunting is it when you see that they've lined up Castillo, uh, Gray, and Bauer? I mean, they lined up their top three guys. 
Um, how much of a challenge does that make it for the whole series? Um, I think anytime. Um, I mean, they're 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 trying to do what we're trying to do. We're trying to win, so um, I think you know they're going to put their guys out there, and that's fine. I think we just uh, got to come come to the yard tomorrow and just uh, be focused on that day and not worried who's throwing the third game of the series. We have to focus on uh, coming in and and competing and 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 trying to win a ball game tomorrow, regardless of who's on the mound. So um, I think that's the way we got to approach it. And just it's just this type, this at this point in the year, we got to go day by day. So um, we can't look ahead. We just got to focus on, you know, the next game. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time for the Gene Wagner Plumbing Are You Kidding Me? moment of the game on the fan. Gene Wagner Plumbing, celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagnerPlumbing.com. Well, the optimist in me says after this 6-3 loss that you bounce back, you take game two and set yourself up for a you know rubber match on Wednesday, and then you never know what's going to happen, which is true. It is true in the JR Sport Brief Show, uh, which will be up next <laughs> right after this. I love JR, too. Uh, CBS Sports Radio coming up next. I, I'm starting to uh, perfect my JR. Uh, Austin, my impersonation of him. You're getting pretty good at it. Uh, I'm getting. You've had a lot of practice this year. Yeah, he he's a guy. He's a matter of fact. He likes to talk every sentence down. Everything ends in a downstroke. You can talk about that, or you won't. Either way, it's the Jr. Sport Brief Show. Uh, But anyway, he's coming up next. A lot of football conversation, I would imagine. Um. Now the op- so that's the optimistic side of me. The pessimist side of me says, which is a sliver of my life. I've always been been one to think a little more positive. The pessimist side of me says this was the game to win here. If you were going to win the game you, you, in the series, you need this one because then you you know try and slap around one of the other guys. Just maybe they have an off night and you grab game two and take the series. This is the one. This is the matchup. That looked favorable for the Brewers to win. Woodruff against Castillo. And Castillo can be good. Guys, he is good. Just had a little rough, like a lot of players, just had a rough, rough go this year. He's got a promising future, and he's he's been outstanding at times the last few years. But this was the one to get done. Because you're staring down the barrel of Brett Anderson against Sonny Gray tomorrow. And then it's Hauser against Trevor Bauer on Wednesday. I mean, that, that, but again, that's the pessimistic side of me. And any time you try and project out, are you kidding me? Brewers got to go up against that? Are you kidding me moment of the game? That's it right there. When you had to look at those three pitchers versus these three pitchers, you didn't get Corbin Burns dialed into this series. You didn't get him dialed in here. You certainly have him in in the Cardinal series, but are you kidding me? That looks tough on paper. It does. Anytime you try and project this sort of thing, Austin, you know what happens? The reverse happens. The reverse lock happens. So the one they were you know supposed to get, or at least had their best shot at getting tonight, watch them win the next two. I'll say maybe we should be pessimistic then. <laughs> yeah, if that's the way it's going to work out. I want to get a few words here before the break, and then we'll check the scoreboard. Uh, from Jace Peterson here, and he's a guy you guys know that l- listen to this show. 
I'm a big fan of Jace Peterson. Never talked to him before. Just I don't know what kind of guy he is at all. Uh, but uh, I like the way he plays the game of baseball. He's 100% hustle. It's 100% effort. I don't know about the attitude part of it. Again, I've never never discussed anything with him. Uh, he he works his walks. It's a pro at bat. There there is just some good skills in there. His his uh, batting average isn't going to jump off the sheet at you. But nor is Christian Yelich or Ryan. And I'm not comparing him to these guys. Ryan Braun for the bulk of the season. How about Chris Bryan? How about all these other guys? Anthony. So he's down around where they're at. But look at his on base, 390 plus. And a little clutch in him also. Decent defensively is baseball rat kind of guy. He's maybe the a, a cheaper version of a good Eric Sogard. When Eric Sogard is good, I think Jace Peterson is is a cheaper version of that. And I might say that, dare I say, I think he's a better baseball player all the way around than Sogi is. I do. And let's hear from Jace Peterson, a double and a two-run home run tonight. Jace, um, what, what's it like facing Castillo when he's got his changeup going? I mean, he's never having a go. And when he throws it for strikes, he's pretty tough. Yeah, um... I mean, he, he's a guy who you have to be on your approach and hope that his changeup is um, not working that night. Um, you know, he, he keeps you off balance. He's able to throw that two seam in and then kind of lull you to looking in and then put that change up off of it with a little bit more depth. So um, it's tough when he's, when he's got that change up working for sure. And I think uh, tonight he, he had it going a little bit. Jace, their hitters really worked uh, Woody tonight especially Bado as that long AB and then Suarez. I'm just wondering what you thought of uh, kind of the way they battled your guy tonight. You, you know, I thought Woody threw great. Um, you know, you, you go back to the game and he, he Suarez was able to kind of grind out in at bat and, and ended up hitting the homer. But I mean, other than that, I thought Woody looked great all night. Um, his pace, his tempo, he was able to command the strike zone. Um, he's done all his pitches for strikes. Um, you know, I think just that one pitch, and it wasn't even a bad pitch. From I'm in right field, but to me, it looked like a good pitch, and Suarez just put a good swing on it. So I thought he looked great tonight, and um, he gave us a chance to win the game. And what he does, what he always does, he goes out there and competes. And we know when when he's on the bump that we got a good chance to win the game. Jace, you, you know this this time of year obviously is uh, you know you're going to see tough pitching regardless, but you got two more uh, tough customers coming up in uh, Sunny Gray and uh, Trevor Bauer. It's just it's just not going to get any easy for you guys, is it? No doubt. Um, you know, for us, we're, we're we're feeling good right now. We we lost tonight, but we know that we got tomorrow's game, and then if we're looking ahead, we got the next the two more games here, and we know that if we go out there and take care of business, we're going to be in a good spot. So. Regardless who's on the mound, um, we're going to go and, and with our game plan and regroup for tomorrow and be ready to play tomorrow. Yeah, you take care of these series, you're going to end up in the playoffs. I'm pretty convinced of that, although a lot of moving parts here, expanded playoffs, a couple of wild card, first and second in each division get in. But you're, you, you're going to have to really dig deep here. It's Sonny Gray uh, against Anderson. Uh, we'll preview that in just a bit. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. How about just one one day at a time? We'll go back to one game at a time. I know these guys have started saying, which is pretty rare, guys. It is pretty rare when you say you need to stack up victories. Usually, these guys don't don't like to say that. It's on to Cleveland. I mean, that's it. It's just 
to pull a Belichick out. You just talk about the next game, and that's it. What happens after that, we got to take care of tomorrow first. Well, you've you put yourself in a situation where you're in this thing, but you know, all of these losses are amplified. All the wins are big, and you hold serve and things like that. But these losses, man, they're, they're tough. They are going to have to bounce back. We'll check the scoreboard. Uh, they're in a wild card race, and they're in a playoff race within the division. I know that sounds weird, but it's a weird year. So, baby, shade and blind post game show. Brewers fall six three. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind post game show, and it's time to check the Major League scoreboard on the fan. Yeah, you scoreboard watch in the middle of a pennant race. That's what you do. Seven games remain here in the 2020 campaign, and two against the Reds, five against the Cardinals. You know, for all intents and purposes, if, if there's a little wiggle room here, it, it is because you face the Cardinals for five games and the Reds for two more. I mean, that's where the wiggle, wiggle room comes in. Yeah, you lose a game, and you can get that game right back tomorrow, and that is uh, Brett Anderson and Sonny Gray tomorrow. You wonder if uh, Hauser's going to be, you know, move back a little bit. Maybe, I, I don't know if, uh, if you would move Corbin Burns up or not and pitch on Wednesday, three days rest, but I, I would definitely consider it. I really would. All right, uh, we'll bring in Austin, Texas here. Let's check the scoreboard. Brewers in a uh, wild card race as well as a second place race. All right, we'll start in the NL Central tonight in the race for second place. The Cardinals. Took an L tonight, Tim. Royals got him four to one. There you go. Adam Wainwright got his second loss right of the back. year. There you go. Now look at this. So the Brewers then would be a game behind the Reds and a half game behind the Cardinals. Uh, nope. They are. I'm sorry. Game and a half. Game and a half behind the Cardinals and a game behind the Reds. The Reds. So yep. yeah, the Reds are still sitting a half game that. behind See, the Cardinals. I, again, sometimes we forget that the other guys can lose too. I mean, I even do that. I fall victim to that sometimes. That I, I'm so focused on the Brewer win or loss that you know, it's like, man, the Cardinals are, oh, shoot, that's right. They can lose too. And they did. So it's a game and a half back to St. Louis for second. I mean, that with five to play head-to-head, you need to stay right there, though. I mean, that's – I mean, if you're going to lose, have the Cardinals lose also because I think that's where you want the controlled destiny. Now – you're probably going to have to come out of this red series no further behind than you are right now. So you have to win one of the next two. Uh, who finishes against the uh, Minnesota Twins? Oh, it's the Cincinnati Reds. The Twins are a good baseball team. I don't see the Reds sweeping that series. You can get that one-game deficit back, Austin, as, as we, we just talk about this. You can get that one game back. That means you have to even it back up with a win in, say, tomorrow's game. And if you lose on Wednesday, you're still just one game back of Cincinnati. Make hay against the Cardinals. Now, in the Cardinals situation, you know you fall two and a half back with the five games remaining. Boy, that's tough. I, I And I know you're playing them head-to-head, but that means you got to streak them out. you got to go you know, four and one to make up that uh, two and a half. That's going to be tough. Can't fall too much behind. That two and a half is going to look daunting if that's the way it sits heading into Thursday's five-game set. But again, not too bad. Game and a half back St. Louis, game back of Cincinnati. All right, and we got some good news 
I'll preface that. We got some good news here in the wild card as the Nationals beat the Phillies tonight, 5-1. to one. That's good. Phillies fall. That's good. So the now Brewers, the Reds currently are the second wild card. Uh, they are actually the first wild card now. They have a half game lead on the first wild card spot. Um, Philadelphia sits that half game behind them for the first wild card spot. And the San Francisco Giants sit a half game out of second place as well. The Brewers sit a half game behind them for the um, wild card. Yeah, right. for the wild card. Right. And right. the Giants are currently losing in the top half, top half of the fifth to See, the Rockies, all, four yeah. to nothing. It's all, it's all bunched up right there. Couple of pass in. If Cincinnati happens to overtake St. Louis for second, then the Brewers have a little wiggle room in in that regard with the wild card situation. Boy, this is uh, seven games to go. I think this is what Manfred and Major League Baseball wanted with you know this distraction of a 60-game season from what we went through with the shutdown to all these different scenarios. Now, I will say that in a way, for the casual fans, the fans that want to know when, when we're going to the ball game and we can tailgate and eat brats and drink beer, it did confuse them a little bit, Austin. Yeah. I uh, was talking with Bill Michaels about this a little bit, um, as well as Rami, that I think it confused fans. They don't really know where the Brewers sit. They're always asking me. They're texting me. They're asking me. Even though they, they listen to radio shows, it's just we're talking circles around them. Let's just nutshell it for them. The Brewers are in a playoff race. They are, guys. Legit. This is legit. They are. And they're just you know, a game, game and a half out of a playoff spot. By shoot, by Wednesday, they could be in with five to play. It's that easy. It's crazy. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, up next, the JR Sport Brief Show. The Dallas Cowboys. I, I like JR. I think he's really, really good. I do. I, I think he's one of the better broadcasters nationally out there. Uh, doing sports talk shows. Uh, I enjoy it. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. It's another 540 uh, start time for the crew. Game two of this three-game set, Brett Anderson on the hill, the left-hander. I wonder if Ryan Braun's going to be in for the sixth consecutive game. Now, there was a day off in there, so that does kind of, I don't know, kind of confuse it a little bit. So it's not six consecutive days if he's in tomorrow. I'm hoping he is, and and by God, he should be. Um, So Brett Anderson goes, Sonny Gray goes on the other side for the Cincinnati Reds. You'll see Vogelbach back in there. You're probably going to see Narvaez again back in there because it's a right-hander and all that. But I would love to see Nottingham get the spot start and uh, and handle the pitching. We'll we'll see. Uh, But... uh, Someone's got to come up clutch outside of Ryan Braun. We'll find out who that is tomorrow. After the last pitch, you make the switch. This show, the Baby Shade and Blind postgame show, this is getting good. Seven games remaining for Austin, Texas. My name is Tim Allen. Now you can watch the end of the Monday night football game or listen to JR and the Sport Brief Show. It's next here on The Fan. You guys have a great night and smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back.
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.